all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. This is the Bloomberg Quint podcast that gets you everything you need to know at the start of your day to stay ahead of the curve. I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 6th of March. Well, the furore over the Punjab National Bank fraud may have somewhat died down, but the investigation into how it was perpetrated continues. In fact, the Central Bureau of Investigation told a special CBI court on Monday that the violation of norms for the issuance of letters of understanding in order to benefit Nirav Modi and his uncle Mehul Choksi had been going on since 2010. The court remanded four people arrested in the case to CBI custody till the 17th of March. The central government has assured its support for the iron ore mining industry in Goa after a delegation of miners sought the centre's intervention against a recent Supreme Court judgment banning mining activity in the state from March 16th this year. In an order on the 7th of February, the Supreme Court had quashed all the 88 iron ore mining leases renewed by the Goa government. It held that the earlier judgment of 2012 did not give Goa the power to renew mining leases. The Reserve Bank of India has said it is willing to inject additional liquidity of up to 1 lakh crore rupees in banks through longer tenor instruments to enable flexibility towards meeting their fund needs. In a statement on Monday, the central bank said in order to address additional demand for liquidity and with a view to provide flexibility to the banking system in its liquidity management towards March end, it is prepared to inject adequate additional liquidity using a combination of appropriate instruments. Another quick update in the banking space, the Reserve Bank of India has imposed a 3 crore penalty on Axis Bank for violation of non-performing asset classification norms and a 2 crore penalty on Indian Overseas Bank for not complying with KYC regulations. Oh, and Citibank has introduced a home loan product that will be linked to the prevailing rate of treasury bills. This should ensure quicker transmission of policy rate changes. Budget carrier Air Arabia is not in the race for Air India as the government does not plan to divest Air India Express separately. That's according to Abel Abdullah Ali, who is a board member and group chief executive officer at the Sharjah-based airline. He said that in an interview with Bloomberg Quint. The three fresh observations Sun Pharma received from the US drug regulator for its biggest facility in Halol, Gujarat are procedural and don't point to any data integrity issues. That's the information Bloomberg Quint's got on speaking to a couple of people aware of the development and also on accessing the Form 483. In politics, Rahul Gandhi has said that the Congress is committed to winning back the people's trust. This after the party was defeated in the recent assembly polls in three northeast states. The Congress president hit out at the BJP, accusing it of usurping power through proxy in Meghalaya and using big money to create an opportunistic alliance. In international news, President Donald Trump declared that he won't retreat from his plan to impose tariffs on steel and aluminium imports after House Speaker Paul Ryan rejected the plan, saying the US economy could suffer. In international markets, US stocks ended higher as fears of a trade war somewhat subsided. The S&P 500 and Nasdaq ended up about a percent and the Dow climbed 1.4%. Early rises in Asia have opened sharply positive with the Nikkei leading gains with a rise of over 2%. I'm joined now by Shraddha Babla with all the updates in the Indian market and what you have to look forward to in trade today. Morning Shraddha. 
positive cues from overseas. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, everybody. It's been a positive start in Asian markets and SGX Nifty futures are trading higher, indicating a strong start to today's trading session. In terms of stocks to watch, Bloomberg Quint has access Form 483 of Sun Pharma's Halol plant, where the three observations seem to be procedural in nature. HDFC's QIP closed on Monday, where the company raised 1,896 crores by issuing equity shares at 1,825 rupees per share. JSW Energy has acquired 100% stake in JSW Electric Vehicles. Meanwhile, RBI has imposed 3 crore penalty on Axis Bank for non-compliance of NPA classification norms and RBI has also imposed a 2 crore penalty on Indian Overseas Bank for non-compliance of KYC norms. Ramco Cements will acquire clinker grinding unit from Ramco Industries for 17 crores. In bulk deals, two of IDFC's equity funds have bought 1.9% stake in BSC Limited, while Nomura Asset Management sold 2.6% stake worth 111 crores. And among brokerages, JP Morgan has initiated coverage on Bharat Electronics with an overweight and target price of 185. But there's lots more that you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, you can log on to our website www.bloombergquint.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for the morning trade. Thanks, Shraddha. Well, that's all you need to know going into trade today and that's all we have for you on this podcast. But there's a lot more on the website and on Bloomberg Quint Live. So do log on. Do have a nice day. Thanks for tuning in. This is Alex Matthews signing off.